Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Feminists of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome. We are fans of the dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Doing good as can be. Yes. We are in this uh, pandemic and isolation and everything. Yeah. How's uh, how's isolation treating you? Oh, it's going all right. See, I'm working by myself, but um, wait, you still have to go. You still have to go to work. Yeah, I still have to go to work. They sent us back this week. What? Well, sorry. They sent they sent me back this week. I shouldn't say us. They sent me back this week. Tis what it is, I guess. I wish I had bought in stock in like Zoom or Skype or something back in the day because, dude, everybody's on that right now. Like, I don't know why we haven't done this before. No kidding. Yeah, no. My my cousin. We were supposed to have some sort of a family get together, and my cousin's like, "Oh, let's just do this thing on Zoom." I'm like, "What the fuck is Zoom?" <laughs> we actually played beer pong the other day on Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you uh, talked about that. So what, do you have a camera on each like, thing to make sure no one's cheating? Yeah, so basically you set up one set of cups, the ones that you're shooting at. You prop up a phone, hit it on mute, point it at the cups, and then have another one propped up looking at your team. And, mm. you know, your opposing team does the same thing. And, yeah, right. it was pretty cool. It worked out fine. I mean, it was basically just about getting to pretend you're hanging out with people. Right, right. Which was pretty cool. They didn't have... Uh, they didn't have uh, like the the cups or ping pong right. balls, so they're using glasses and little like cat balls, you know, like toys. So, so every now and then, when they'd miss a cup, you know, like bounce off the table, you'd see a cat just jump over the screen. <laughs> uh, it was pretty fun, but you know, it worked out. Did you uh, do what we, what we got to? Did you get out and get fillings for the uh, eggs? Uh, yeah, we did. Nice. We still have so much candy left over from like every holiday, like spills over to the next one. And we have like a truckload of candy. So basically we just needed like a couple things for the basket. But other than that. Yeah. She went out and got her uh, Easter stuff the other day. Nice. Speaking of Easter. Happy Easter. Oh, Easter eggs. (laughs) Yes. One of the most fun things about horror movies or any movie in that for that matter. Yeah. I mean, obviously Easter eggs go back way, way back. What is an Easter egg, besides one of these little plastic things that I'm holding? Well, I mean, actually, I was going to ask you your interpretation of it, just because, I mean, is it just little hidden things that either reflect another movie, person, or whatever? Yeah, so I've got four different types of Easter eggs. But basically, yeah, Easter egg is something hidden within any type of media. Actually, it could be like a video game or software. Google has a bunch of them. But movies, we're going to focus on movies, obviously. But we've got 
cameos. That's a that's a big one. Yeah. Subliminal things uh, like The Exorcist, how they play like the sound of a swarm of bees during a scene where there's no bees. They flash that right. weird, creepy thing in like one frame. They did it in uh, Fight Club too. They'll either show Brad Pitt or a cock. Just like, whoo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. then there's something like a clue or a riddle that can clue you into something that's going on, like a hint. And then uh, right. shout-outs and callbacks. Those are really cool Easter eggs. Right. Yeah, so Rocky Horror Picture Show was the first one, I believe. So during right. shooting, the cast got bored. It was Easter, so they hit a bunch of Easter eggs around. And I think they were drunk when they hit them. Because they didn't find them all. <laughs> and supposedly you can see a few during the movie. I've only seen one, and it was under a chair that Riff Raff is sitting in. You can plainly see the egg. Right, right un- underneath the bottom. Like, I, I, they said it was, um, you could see it during the Time Warp, like, section, but I don't know. I, um, I, didn't, I didn't see it then. And I didn't want to watch the movie because, honestly, I really don't like it. I, have you ever seen, like, a midnight showing of it? I know these people are freaking crazy. We went to when we had a, a convention here in Marlboro, and after we were going to go to a panel where a couple of the Jasons were, and it was just like, like a select few people. But before our panel was this whole big viewing of Rocky Horror, and good fucking god, holy hell! I went one time and like I got picked up at a bar before we went, and it was a lot of fun for like the first half of the movie. And then it was just like, okay, like the movies, I mean, the movies classic, I guess it's, it is fun, but I don't think I've ever sat through the whole movie in one sitting. My wife made me watch it once. I I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I I just, I just, I'm not a fan, which I'm sure will be, you know, a lot of people will not like, but just don't like it. Hey, just because you don't like the movie doesn't mean you can't like aspects of it. Susan Sarandon plays a very wonderful part in that. Yeah. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably our first Easter egg. I mean, I came I watched a lot of YouTube lists, uh, looked a lot of stuff up to you know, try to see if I could find some new ones that I haven't uh Yeah, I mean found. so many of like old classic horror movies, I mean they've been picked apart and I'm sure everyone knows them. So, I mean, it is cool to see what some people's favorites are. I actually accidentally saw one last night. I put on the remake of uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, really? And she pulls over. I don't know why she'd pull over at this crappy-ass gas station. Because she only puts $19.78 in her tank. And I'm like, that is very strange. Oh, that's when the original came out. Ha-ha. Like, stuff like that. That's fun. Right, right, right. So one of the first ones that I came across of was uh, Land of the Dead and the photo zombie booth. I didn't even know about that until uh, Shaun of the Dead behind the scenes, like featurette on the DVD. Right. Yeah. So you have you have Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, who was the um, the director or the writer, and um, I think it was, and they're just propped up in this booth, you know, the photo booth, and he's like, people are just going up taking pictures, and he's in his you know shirt and tie. And they would leave, and he'd just go, oh. Yeah, it was pretty funny, but makeup really done well. And you couldn't really tell it was them. No, you really couldn't. Well, Once you know it's them. Right, right, right. And then Shaun of the Dead, actually, 
Now, did you know that they named Sean's mother, Barbara, after Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, they even say it in the movie. We're coming to get you, Barbara. Ed says that in the movie. Right, right. No, I know that. Well, see, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know that they were intertwined because I've only seen Night of the Living Dead like once or twice and I never really looked into it. But, you know, from the from the original movie where he's just like, they're coming to get you, Barbara. And then he's on the phone with his mother and Shaun of the Dead and Ed just like, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah, they did a whole bunch of uh, little things like that. Like, uh, he's like, oh, you know, it's going to take you to the place that does all the fish. And that's literally the name of the place. It's the place that does all the fish. And you see when he's looking in the phone book, there's an Italian restaurant called Fulci's. Yep. Which is another great shout out. That movie's littered with Easter eggs. When they're talking about what they want to do at the beginning of the movie is exactly what they do at the end of the movie. Or throughout the course of the movie, really. They basically set out the whole narrative. Yeah, it's going to sit at the Winchester, have a pint, and wait for this whole thing to blow over. They were on Twitter, or I don't know if it was Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. I don't know where they made the video or posted it, but uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg go back and forth in character, kind of, <laughs> talking about the coronavirus pandemic, acting like it's the same thing. It's it's pretty hilarious. Oh, yes, I, I, I saw that. I did see that. Uh, so what do you got for one? I'm just going to go random here? Yeah, why not? All right. How about Terminator 2? So the song by Guns N' Roses. What the, right. f- what the fuck song was it? Oh, wasn't it? Um, You Could Be Mine. I'm like, yeah. I, had, I had to sing it in my head before. So you could be mine. Like, which, which, which Use Your Illusion is it? That's something I was trying to think of. Use Your Illusion 2. Yes. Which was the first Guns N' Roses album that I bought because of Terminator 2. So I guess Arnold Schwarzenegger was like really pushing to get Guns N' Roses on the soundtrack. So they did the song, and in the mall scene, the Terminator's got the shotgun. So he's got the gun in a box of roses. The gun and roses. Guns N' Roses. A little, ha ha. (laughs) He probably came up with that. It's kind of like a dad joke Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, not really a horror movie, because I think after... I mean, part one definitely is more horror. Part two kind of goes into action movie realm. And after that, it's just all, like, craziness. But in Salvation, they use this radio to, like, trick one of the Terminators. And the song that plays is, You Could Be Mine. So it was a nice callback Easter egg there. Yep. One of the ones uh, that I found... uh, No, apparently, all those slasher, like, those horror movies possibly exist all in the same universe yeah so many of them can you imagine living in that world where you just like you can't go anywhere it's kind of like now oh so we go to um so we go to bride of chucky which i mean it was fun it was a fun little movie yeah it was fun (laughs) what a a really cool death in that movie though the mirror oh yes holy shit but we have the evidence locker where this guy goes in, it's basically just storage room. It's just, like, chained off. I ran out of room on my line of how many eggs there were there. I know. Um, I mean, you got the Jason, well, a representation of the Jason mask. I'm assuming it was trademarked so they could actually, like, you know, make it up to the Yeah, that, that hockey mask looked like the hockey mask I had at, like, Halloween when I was, like, 10 or 11. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> 
It was like dollar store Jason. His name was Mason. <laughs> but you had the hockey mask. You had the um, Leatherface's chainsaw, the Freddy glove, um, Michael Myers mask, I believe. I think so. It was another shitty Michael Myers mask. It was like the Michael Myers mask from like H2O or something. Uh, what else was in there? Uh, puppets from Puppet Master. Yep. I don't know. I, I literally ran out of room, and I was just like, eh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, Freddy's Glove actually pops up in a few places. Yes, it does. In the bathtub. That was my favorite place that popped up. Yeah. That wasn't an Easter egg, though. Sorry. No. I digress. It did. <laughs> but it did uh, It did pop up in Evil Dead 2, in the shed above the door. They kind of went back and Which, forth uh, with that one. Well, in the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, well, Nancy is kind of falling asleep. She's laying in her bed. She's actually watching Evil Dead. Yeah. So, yeah, it seemed like the two of them were kind of bouncing back. Yeah, but I think Wes Craven was not cool with the glove being there. Right. I may be wrong. Well, it kind of popped, kind of, sort of popped up again in Ash vs. Evil Dead in the first season. Yes. Where it was... But it wasn't the glove, but it was like an homage to it. Right. Ash versus Evil have... Dead, man. That was a cool show. Yeah. But it, did, it didn't have the rape, like the, the knives on them. No, but that's cool. I mean, the gloves didn't always have knives. This is true. You know? Back when he was just a regular, regular janitor. A regular murderer. <laughs> Before he was like a supernatural murderer. But speaking of Sam Raimi, he does a lot of Easter eggs. Yep. The car. Yeah. A it fucking Sam Raimi car. It's in every single one of his movies, even uh, Spider-Man. The 1973 Delta 88. Oldsmobile, baby. Was it, was, it was actually, it was in, was it in the, the remake of Evil Dead? Yes. It was, yeah. It was in, I believe it was in Drag Me to Hell. I think it was like a, I've only seen the Evil Dead remake once, but I think it was like rusted out at the cabin. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So, I mean, that's a, a cool, like, it actually could seem uh, a little dickish, that Easter egg. Like, well, look at that fucking car. We fucking killed it. Which is what Stanley Kubrick did to Stephen King in The yeah, Shining. Please. So in the book, The Shining, the family's driving a red Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. And in the movie, they're driving a yellow one. And that doesn't seem like a big deal. Like, who cares? It's just a color. But towards the end of the movie, when... uh Halloran is going to the cabin, the cabin, the Overlook Hotel. He sees a wreck, and the Red Beetle is smashed. No wonder Stephen King doesn't like the movie. He probably <laughs> felt like that was a big fuck you. It was. It seemed actually with the the video I saw, he did it on purpose. Of course, he did it, it on purpose. Just, he does everything on purpose. Like he he like meticulously frames everything, and he had blueprints for the Overlook Hotel, which is how they remade it for Dr. Sleep. He went off the old blueprints, right. which is insane to do for a movie, I think. It's just, there's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, no, it's The Thing. The Thing. See, now so, this is brilliant. This is one of those uh, clues or hints to what is going to come. Right. So the opening scene where you have that helicopter coming flying in, and uh, they just start shooting at a husky they're screaming and yelling at it the norwegians in, another, in norwegian right basically they're giving away the plot to the movie like in the first two minutes 
it's funny because, yeah, if you spoke Norwegian, you would know what they're saying. But would you still believe them? You'd still think they're crazy. They're just these people screaming nonsense and shooting at a dog. I, I, I still would probably try to save the dog, even if I was an idiot, quote unquote. It's just funny. I was, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm like, all right, so this movie premieres in Norway. They're all sitting there watching the movie. I'm like, oh, shit. It's not a real dog. Oh, fuck. No, I dog. believe, and I may be mistook, but they overdubbed it into German or another language when it did premiere in Norway. Oh, really? Oh, really? So it basically the same <laughs> thing, just different. It would have been hilarious if it, were, if it was like subtitled. They're like, oh, shit. Fucking end of the movie. Get up and walk out. But actually, the, um, there was another callback to the thing in um, Slither. The, the McCready uh, funeral home. See, that's another cool Easter egg. That's like a, a shout-out. And they do that a lot in Friday the 13th Part 6, which you pointed out in our 40 Years of Friday episode. The, the uh, Karloff General Store? Yeah. Like, shit like that. Actually, yeah, uh... Yeah, that. What'd you say? You, you say there was a Carpenter one, right? Yeah, they, they um... Was it, was it Carpenter? I think it was either Carpenter or it was Cunningham. It was one of those two. Of course, now... I can't really remember. I think it was John Carpenter, whether it was like Carpenter Road or something. Um, that and um, Sheriff Garris was named after the director, Mick Garris, who did um, Riding the Bullet. Yeah, there, was a, there was a few. What else we got here? Oh, the opening to The Mist, where the guy was painting uh, Roland DeShane from Dark Tower, uh, from that series. But it looked like he was painting a bunch of uh, Stephen King stuff. Crap, now I have to go back and watch it again. There was, there was, there was two or three of them. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was really. I caught that when I first saw the movie. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! He's doing the the movie posters." And I guess a lot of uh, people were really excited about the Dark Tower at that time. And like, "Oh, we're gonna get a Dark Tower movie!" And event- like it. eventually, you got one. It, it was it, it was okay, but I guess it, it didn't really take place in the book series. Yeah, well, see, that's another one of those things where it takes place in this weird alternate universe or dimension so you could basically do whatever the fuck you want i think at one point stephen king was a character in one of those books he was um i have not read the dark towers series yet i read the first book um gunslinger but they actually had a um an easter egg to it in there where they come across the uh, pennywise carnival oh yeah that's a good one and they had the creepy shining twins in there too. Uh, not the Brian Cranston creepy shining twins from the Mountain no. Dew commercial. That is fucking creepy. That uh, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious though. That dude is funny. So Stephen King yeah. gets a lot of Easter eggs thrown his way. I don't know if it's technically an Easter egg, but Donnie Darko takes place in the eighties, so the mom is reading one of like the first edition it books. So, like, shit like that. Like, there's a lot of things I'm on the fence about calling an Easter egg. Like, some cameos are a little too obvious. But, uh, like, Alfred Hitchcock and Stephen King himself. Well, Alfred Hitchcock was in every single one of his movies. Stephen King is in a lot of movies based on his books. And it does come kind of fun to try to spot them. Right. But some of them are just too obvious. I don't know. You're probably going to mention Wes Craven. I was, I was getting to that. I probably should have mentioned it earlier when uh, we were talking about it. 
actually it's one of my favorite Easter eggs because it was just it's just so funny um, and scream. Yeah, see, it was the perfect cameo because of how meta the whole movie is and how satirical. Right. So you have um, you have the Funs, who is the principal of the high school. Hey. You, you see him. He's got the the mask on. Takes it off and he goes, "Yo, ah, fucking pricks or stupid pricks or whatever like that." And then um, this janitor comes out of the, the closet and goes, "Would you call me?" And you see Wes Craven dressed up as a janitor in a green and red sweater with the hat. He goes, "Not you, Fred." Yeah, that was. So I thought that. That was pretty fun. Very clever. But see, like that, like, I mean, yeah, people won't get it, but it's that's a little on the nose. Like, I saw somewhere that said the Freddy glove in Jason Goes to Hell is an Easter egg. But I'm not considering that an Easter egg. That's, it's it like blatant. part of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was blatant. It wasn't hidden at all. Right. But if we're going to Jason Goes to Hell, the Necronomicon. See, there actually were Easter eggs in that. And the dagger... That they used to kill Jason with. The uh, Kandarian dagger. Kandarian, Kandarian, I don't know. I don't know how to fucking say it. But from Evil Dead as well. Right. So the, the Necronomicon was actually in Jason's house, which led to this whole discussion as to whether or not Jason was a deadite. I would assume he is. Well, or the director, some... Adam Marcus, says yes. Oh, okay. But does that mean so, shit? No, probably not. I mean, I mean, no offense, but I mean... Sean Cunningham, wouldn't he have the ultimate say on that? And Sam uh, Raimi would probably have to weigh yeah. in on that. Well, it'd be more Victor Miller because he's the one that created the character. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure he's not willing to talk about that right now. Uh, he's uh, yeah. Moving along. You know what is also a fun one? Predator Two. That's where I got my thumb right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> That that see like that's a great one. So Danny Glover goes yeah he's in the ship goes into this almost like a I don't know how would you describe it a trophy room. Well I understand that. Well you at first you don't see that that's what it is, and then they pan over to that little it's almost like a museum exhibit where the bunch of like like skulls. Yes. And then we see and we see the the skull of the xenomorph from Alien. And Aliens, and Alien 3, and all the other ones. But yeah, like that is, that is really cool. I would like to know what the other skulls on that wall were. That would be pretty cool. There's some of uh, some creepy-looking shit. I don't know if uh, Sam Winston made those skulls. Do you know? No, yeah, there, there are just so many Easter eggs. Like It was a little overwhelming. So Fred Decker, the guy behind Monster Squad, yep. also did Night of the Creeps. Which came out a year before, but there's a scene in a bathroom where tagged on the wall is Monster Squad. Oh, yes. So you can't even call that a call back. That's like a call forward. Right. But that's pretty cool. It's like a little a little signature that he that he put on there. Like, that's pretty awesome. Now, we were talking about Sam Raimi earlier where he always has his, um, has that car in all of his movies. I don't know. I, I can't. 1957 Ford Custom 300 that Janet Lee drove in the movie Psycho. Oh, uh, yeah. So, fast forward many, many years to not everyone's favorite Halloween movie, but H2O, featuring Janet Lee's daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. yep. 
and Janet Lee actually is in the movie and gets into the same car, same license plate. That's right. Also, where I was going to go before I lost my train and you went there, uh, James Wan always seems to find a place to put uh, Billy the Puppet. Yeah, good one. We talked about that in Insidious when it was on the chalkboard. It was in yep. Dead Silence. Billy was amongst like the on, other puppets. Yeah, it was on the floor. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, they put Billy everywhere. Actually, in uh, The Invisible Man, so... Oh, did they? I yeah. still haven't seen that one yet. So Lee Winnell, he does the same thing. I mean, obviously, they did Saw together. Also, in, in Saw, when they show John in the hospital, well, um, Carrie Ellis, the doctor, yeah, he's writing something on the... You know, he's in the hospital bed. There's a sketch... Of one of one of his death traps, the reverse bear trap. Yes, that's my favorite. That was my favorite, and a lot of people are saying that that's kind of a stupid Easter egg because if anyone had noticed that he was doing basically the blueprint for the trap, yeah, but who's looking at that? Who? Yeah, for one, who's I looking mean, at it, that? And two, he could just be like, "I'm just doodling. I'm just having fun." I feel like the people that he hadn't done anything yet. That, no, but I feel like the people that would notice that are the ones that have seen the movie before and are just watching it again to see things that they can notice. Right, but I, I they mean, like, say the doctor had noticed him drawing the trap. Like, I mean, there would have been no evidence to stop him from killing. At that point, right. he wasn't a criminal I mean, yet. Yeah, I mean, he could just say, oh, I'm writing a book and I'm just coming up with, like, you know, ideas. Yeah, exactly. I call that a fun hidden Easter egg that's kind of a clue or a hint that shows you he's actually the bad guy because we don't know yet. There's a great one in Silence of the Lambs that's kind of like that when he's talking to Clarice and he's talking about the dinner and he said, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Which shows you because back then whatever psych meds that they gave mentally ill patients they couldn't eat certain foods, which involve, uh, yeah, liver, fava beans, and red wine. So he was basically telling her that he was off his meds. Yep. So that, like, obviously, who noticed that? You would have to be, like, some kind of psychiatrist or something to know right. about, yeah. like, side effects of pills like that and then watch the movie. Right. And I don't even know if they use those same medications anymore. We're talking, what, 30 years ago? Oh, and this is from, like, even when the book was written. So even longer. Right. 31 years. I don't know. There's also one in um, the 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Kevin McCarthy, who was the main protagonist in the original. You mean the asshole from UHF? Yeah. (laughs) That guy. That guy. I love that guy. Dr. Hoke (laughs) from Piranha. (laughs) So he, shows, so he shows up in the first remake, um, basically yelling the same shit that he did at the end of the original. Yep. Before he got hit by a by a car. Yeah. That was that was pretty fun. Um, Saw also not Saw. We just talked about Saw. Uh, Final Destination almost kind of gave you like a like foreshadowing into like how like each person was going to die like right before their death. Which obviously, you would have to know the movie before they even make sense. Because right. those deaths are so intricate. <laughs> Death is like crazy. The one, who got the, the one who got the fire escape like through the eye. 
And then, um, like, while he was in his kitchen, like, those you know, those block letters that, like, our kids have. Yeah, and you write 30 <laughs> letters when they go to bed. You're like, <laughs> you know, like, right. so someone's going to get a beer and says, fuck you. So, like, a letter falls off and it says I, like, on the fridge. And then he gets a, a fire escape through the eye. So something just like that they did in Conjuring 2. Uh, what's his name? Valak? Whatever the demon or whatever is. Like, the daughter's making a bracelet and a couple of the letters are, you know, they spell it out. They spell it out throughout the whole movie. It's like a repetitive Easter egg. Something like, again, Fight Club. Man, Jesus Christ, Fight Club. The second time they've come up and it's a non-horror movie. What am I doing? Yeah. There's a Starbucks cup in every scene. Yeah. Um, so I asked I asked on Facebook, asked on Twitter, you know, to see what people thought, you know, were, were pretty cool Easter eggs. Um, we had one from Tony Gallagher, actually, who... One of his was Tony, the tongue catcher his, killer guy. You know, loosely based off of him. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Tony? Tone dog. He um, he brought up Freddy's dead with the uh, the power glove. Oh yeah, that was cool. Oh, that was. The, see, everyone kind of shits on that one too. It's like the the Jason X of the Friday series, although they didn't go to space, but uh. I always found that one to be fun. It was fun, but it was it was a little over the top cheesy. You got Tom Arnold and Roseanne in a really goofy ass cameo. So I mean, well, Alice Cooper also. Alice Cooper was the the man behind the mask in Friday well, the Thirteenth. So like he was also for, he was also Freddy's dad, I think. Yeah, he uh, beat him with the belt. Yeah. Alice Cooper gets around, man. Um, actually, uh, someone we had on our uh, podcast a couple episodes ago, Ian Champion, brought up, uh, was it the, see, I hadn't seen it, so I wasn't quite sure what he was talking about, but I guess there was an alternate editing, ending to Terminator 2, where, I don't know, you click on... Uh, it's on the DVD like, menu. Right. You, you click on his eye and get the alternate ending where, ending where, you know, everything is nice and there's an old Sarah Connor and everything is saved and stuff like that. Yeah, but so, they obviously left that on the cutting room floor because they wanted to do a hundred more. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That movie's but, timeline, timeline is so discombobulated. Like, even part one didn't make any sense. How could he send his father back in time to fuck his mother so he would be born. <laughs> like, if you think about it too much, your head will explode. And then they first, like every movie, I feel like, makes it more hard to understand. I wish Doc Brown were here with the chalkboard so he could draw <laughs> the timeline and then the alternate timeline and he would run out of room on the chalkboard. Yeah. Not R1985. Biff's 1985. Is skewed into this tangent. And then we have a Biff Hotel in Casino. Joe Bob was in Casino. Was he? Yeah. Briefly. Oh. Did he die? I don't recall. Yeah, I'm he, starting to run out of... He was in the stand. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember... He, he was, was talking about uh, how summer colds are the worst. Yep. The stand. Another uh, Easter egg. I don't know if... This is considered an Easter egg, but I think it's funny enough to mention. In the book, 
because everyone knows that Stephen King's a Red Sox fan. He goes to a lot of games. They, when it's boring at the game, they'll, they'll show people in the audience, and it's always him. Sometimes he's sitting there reading a book. <laughs> but in the stand, there's a guy that jerks off onto home plate at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> that's like something only a Red Sox fan could write. It's true. What? What? It's so true. What point is it? Like, just to be awesome. That's the point. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Yeah. There's so many, man. Have you seen Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, I saw it a long when I was a teenager. I saw it. Yeah. So this is one of those movies that. A lot of people only watch once. It's hard to watch, obviously, because of all the animal cruelty. But on one of the tribesmen's neck, there is a symbol. And the whole, like, not really subtext of the movie, because it's pretty obvious. It's showing you, you know, who are the real savages? Who are the real cannibals? Is it, you know, these actual cannibals in the jungle? Or is it us as a society? And the guy says this towards the end of the movie as a truck drives by. And on the side of the truck is the same symbol that was on that kid's neck. Oh, wow. So it's like, not like really a clue or a hint, but it's kind of a cool thing showing you like, yeah, we're really the monsters. I saw a video, uh, saw one thing. I don't know what they were trying to connect. Was it um, Cloverfield with Lost? I think it was. Did you see that? Oh, because of the the company name or something like that. I never, yeah, well, I never was, so, really saw Lost, so I, I, I wouldn't I, know. I, I didn't either, but there was something like you could see off in the distance, like something falling down from the sky, landing in the water, and uh, some people think that that's like actually the friggin' thing from Cloverfield, like, like coming to Earth. Yeah, but that's in the movie Cloverfield. Was that in Cloverfield? Uh, yeah, it's it, it. I believe it shows it at the end because you know how there's like clips of him and the girl at like the carnival and they're on the Ferris wheel. Yeah, I only I only saw it once. No, oh, okay. Well, anyway, so while they're on the Ferris wheel, you see it in the background. It it drops pretty quickly. Uh-huh. So it's like either is that the monster coming to Earth or is that what awakens the monster? Right. That actually is a pretty cool movie. Yeah, it is. I I haven't seen um Ten Cloverfield Lane yet. I have not seen that, but. I mean, John Goodman, he's pretty badass. So I'll definitely check it out at some point. A newer one that I made you watch, just of how awesome this Easter egg was, in an episode of Creepshow, which, I mean, there's just so many Easter eggs in this. You have to watch them all. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but the best one by far was in the episode with Bob. In a freezer, you see a pint of the stuff. Yes. The stuff is awesome. My, actually, it's one of my wife's favorite movies. Um, when we first started dating, she's, she, she, I mean, I told her I was a big horror fan. She's like, oh, have you seen The Stuff? And I'm like, uh, I'm not sure if I've ever heard of it. So she literally ordered it online from somewhere. This, this is back in like probably 2000, 2001. So wherever you order things online from back then. Actually, I still have the VHS. <laughs> oh, you guys have it on VHS? Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, I have it on DVD also, but um, but I kept the VHS. But it's such a... I mean, who doesn't like a movie about ice cream that eats you from the inside? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. 
I wouldn't mind having a pint of that in my freezer. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it's true. Now, this is another one where I'm like, I don't know if it's technically an Easter egg, but it's a fun thing to watch. The whiteboard in Cabin in the Woods. I don't know if I remember that one, that far if I caught it. You've seen Cabin in the Woods, right? Everyone's I've seen it. placing their bets. Yeah. So yeah. they get the big whiteboard of all the possible ways that the campers can die, right? Right. And they're all different movies, basically, and stuff. Like They got deadites on there, zombies, just basically... Shoutouts to mad different movies, and it's definitely worth a pause. Um, yeah. So, Easter eggs. Easter Bunny. He's pretty freaky himself. Yeah. I love seeing those old school, like, uh, with those clickbait um, articles where it's like, oh, see these old creepy pictures of Easter bunnies from back in, like, the 50s. Yeah. You can't imagine the Easter Bunny getting more freaky than he is now but holy crap some of those old easter bunnies like it was like they yeah. cut off a giant rabbit's head <laughs> gutted it out and like tried to wear it as a like a skin mask no kidding like whisperer bunny yeah no this was this, this was a fun one of course like now when i go back and like watch movies I, I try to not really pay attention to the movies but i look you know kind of around at things yeah it's usually kind of what i what i do when i uh you know, watch something that's on. Yeah, they're fun. Fun Easter eggs. Good to look for. Definitely, uh, yeah, fun thing to do. And if you can think of any that we missed, or we just didn't mention because there are a shit ton of them. Like you were saying the DVD thing with uh, Terminator 2. The same thing happened on House of a Thousand Corpses. Like, that menu alone is just cool. It's basically Captain Spaulding comes in and he's like, Hey, motherfuckers, watch the movie. You know, leaves, comes back. You motherfuckers are still here? Hit play. He, like, points to play. Like, Come on! But I forget how you do it, but you can access this Easter egg where it goes to a clip of him and Otis and Baby just basically messing around and, like, singing and dancing like fools. It's pretty cool. But there are a shit ton of those DVD managers. I think there's one on UHF. We talked about that earlier, but we could talk about this forever, but we'll save you that. You can check us out, Fans of the Dead 1, that's at Fans of the Dead 1 on Twitter. Yep, um, check us out on Facebook also, uh, follow us there at Fans of the Dead. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Automatic. Yes, we are. You can reach out to us. Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know what you want us to talk about, a movie you might want us to feature. Anything, really. Yeah, actually, um our next movie that uh that we're gonna be covering, uh, we haven't recorded it yet, but we're gonna be covering The Witch. The Vovich. Very the excited about that. This will be a first time listen. watching for me. Have you watched it yet? Or no? I have not seen it yet. I'm very excited to see it. It's a good, it's it's good. It's fun. And uh, also on YouTube, fans of the dead, check out a couple of our recipe for disasters that are up there. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what kind of a recipe you come up with for the bitch. So since I haven't seen it yet, I don't have a recipe because obviously it needs to be something from the movie. But I do have a fun one in mind that I've done a few Halloweens ago just at a Halloween party 
that will tie into the movie. And I haven't even seen it yet. Nice. Yeah. It's a drink. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's it. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. Peace.